for 21 years. This piece of property has been these animals' homes, rescuing over hundreds of animals, giving them a good forever home so that they don't have to be euthanized. Now, a wealthy neighbor living over a mile and a half away has made it his mission to get us off the property. He says that the wolves howling is a nuisance and that they're not safe there. We're fighting very hard to save these animals' lives, but we're at a place where we can't do it without you. Please click on the link in the bio and help us save the howl because every animal matters. What actually started our whole community of growing online was we actually posted a TikTok of our sleeping armadillo and it hit 10 million views. And next thing you know, we're like, hey, we might have something here. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy and thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Ashley Carr with BecauseWeMatter.org is joining us today. Ashley Carr is the executive director of Predators of the Heart. We are so glad to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Why don't you start by telling us what Predators of the Heart is? Well, we actually just recently went through a name change, but most people know us as Predators of the Heart. We currently just changed it to Because We Matter, Exotic Animal Rescue, as of March of this year. We do wildlife education, conservation, and sanctuary. Uh, We actually call it our REC, which is Rescue Education Conservation. And what we do is we actually meet with government authorities to take in animals that have no other place to go. But on the exotic side of things, we got an alligator from Seattle. We got an alligator down from Lakewood and we help animal control out by taking in these animals and just giving them a forever home so they don't have to be euthanized. Then we get to do the really cool thing and that is educate of why all of these animals play a vital role in the web of life. We go to schools virtually. I just did a school in Iowa and I taught kids about wolf genetics, which was really fun. Uh, We have 15 wolves on our compound. We have over a hundred animals and 52 different species that we take care of. We have sloths, raccoons, bobcats, cougars, you name it. It comes through the compound at one point. We've actually been established since 1998. So we've been a nonprofit, a 501c3 charitable organization. We're USDA certified and insured. All of our enclosures are federally inspected. It's been a really, really weird, hard five years. We started in 2016 We actually had Airbnb come to us and say, hey, can you do a wolf encounter for us? Or or would you be interested in doing something like this? Uh, We're offering an experience side of things. And we said, what do we have to lose? Now, mind you, our organization had been over $100,000 in debt since the day that my dad started it. And so we said, what do we have to lose? We started it. Within two weeks, we went number one Seattle. Two months later, we were number one globally. And six months later, our organization was debt-free and we were renovating our entire compound, making better enclosures, bigger enclosures. Dreams were starting to come true of being able to like really rescue and educate people. We did that for five years, very successful. We got a letter in the mail from the county saying that they now want us to, 21 years later, apply for a special use permit. And so we applied for that special use permit. And now 17 months later, we've been shut down. So we had to shut down through this whole process. And we've been going through this process for 17 months with no income, running an organization that costs about 42000 minimum a month to feed, water, power, all of these animals. 
we start fundraising, we start going through social media, we start building a community, which I think is kind of been the lemonade that we've made out of all of this. We've been able to virtually educate kids, uh, do tours at churches, school events, and do just kind of open our entire organization to great things. We just got our hearing dates that were set for July. They just pushed out again until August. So now we're having a few more months that we're trying to survive. Well, in June of 2022, our very wealthy neighbor decided to serve us with a lawsuit saying that the wolves howling after 21 years is now a nuisance and we bring down property values. And, you know, in my opinion, it's, you know, kind of felt like a attack to finally kind of get us out of this piece of property because as a business and as a nonprofit, it's not something that we can fight without attorneys. You have to have an attorney as a, as a business. So we've been fighting that and we're continually fighting that. But in January, of 2023, the funds just started to go away. Like we were, we were at the point where we were going to have to start euthanizing and rehoming and, and being done. Uh, King five did a story on us and we were able to raise about $50,000 to get us through until now. And we've been pinching pennies. I mean, we've canceled our porta potties. We are, we're trying to run power as little as possible, but not to affect the animals, but more for our convenience. We've been using it less. We've been using less water. We're doing everything we can to just like really pinch pennies right now. We are now at the point because it got pushed out again. And the legal battle actually will be starting up again here with our neighbors next month that we're, we're needing help to, to fight and to be voices for these animals. Now, I have no problem fighting. I've been fighting for a very long time for their, their right to survive and for their right to live. We create a really good environment for these animals. We care for them. We do not circus them. We don't make them perform. Our goal is just to love them and give them a safe place to be and let them be who they are because we don't believe that animals should just be euthanized because of their species. We are currently in process of fundraising, and we've had some pretty amazing people come forward. Just last week, I had a lady who contacted me and said, I would like to do a $10,000 matching for your $100,000 campaign you're doing right now to, to get through this litigation and all that. So we've been raising money for that. She then messaged me and said, I can do an additional 15000 to get you closer to your goal. Uh, so we're going to be running that campaign here soon too. And the community has really come together. People don't realize this, but $10, $20, it all adds up. And people don't think it's a lot, but for a sanctuary or for a dog and cat rescue or a nonprofit, it is everything. It's so much. It's so generous. Like we donations do not go unseen by all of us. We're very overwhelmed by the love and support that is coming in. But the reality of the situation of where we're at right now is that if we don't raise the money to be able to fight this litigation, and if we don't raise the money to be able to stay open to at least September, we are going to have to close shop. And we are going to have to euthanize probably about 60% of the animals out at our compound. I have a contingency plan set up and we're continually building that contingency plan, trying to find homes just in case, because euthanization is the last thing that we want to do. But unfortunately, there are a lot of sanctuaries that we don't feel comfortable sending our animals to. And a lot of the really good ones are just full, and they just don't have the space to take any more animals. It's been rough, <laughs> to say the least. When I go down and I, I have a boy, his name is Zeus. He is a 135-pound gray wolf dog, and I've had him for 10 years. And I have a very special bond with him. He doesn't really like anybody but me. To look him in the eyes and, and say that maybe 
I might have to be the one who puts you down is just heartbreaking. To put an animal down due to medical conditions or what's best for their mental state of mind, that I can do. But to take a perfectly healthy, beautiful animal that didn't choose to be in captivity, have to dart them out and be the one sitting here and euthanize them, it's extremely difficult to wrap your mind around. We're doing everything we can to fight, but we're just kind of at that point where we really just need the community to know our story and to help us be their voice. And if we can get past this little bump in the road and we can get these permits and we can get open up, the things that our organization can do and how we can benefit more animals and benefit the community is just amazing. I have so many plans for this organization. We had the beautiful opportunity to meet a young lady named Addie. She was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And we had the Make-A-Wish Foundation call us and ask us if we could do a -A Make-A-Wish. Sorry if I cry on this, but Addie came out to our compound and I was kind of hesitant at first. And I'm, but she always wanted to be an exotic vet. And she came out here and her whole demeanor, we, we got that phone call saying, just so you know, she's kind of progressed in where she's at. She's not very active. And then to have her step out of that vehicle, see all the animals and just light up and just be who she is again and have that moment was so precious. It was so cherished. And, um, as we walked Addie through, she got to she got to hold a baby alligator with his mouth taped, of course. She got to make the wolves howl whenever she wanted to. She got to ask questions. She got to feed raccoons little eggs through the fence. And like she got to just do things that people don't get to do out here. I kind of got the wheels turning for me of like, this can't be the only time that we do this. We, we have to take this further. We have to be able to provide this experience. And right before we got shut down, her parents called us. They had formed us that Addie had passed. They said, this is one of the most cherished memory that we had with our daughter. Can we plant a memorial out at your compound? And so I had this beautiful tree down there with a plaque that her parents brought out. And it like, every time I walked by it, I was just like, what an amazing honor and experience this is. And how amazing truly are animals and how healing they are in moments and time of need, even just to admire them from afar. It started this whole new program. I got together with the parents. I said, would you allow me to start a program dedicated to Addie called Addie Allies? And so we were just getting ready to release that Addie Allies program to the Make-A-Wish Foundation to let them know if any kid completely free of charge can come into our, we will set up a -A Make-A-Wish day for them. And it's just the things that have transpired and the doors that have opened for us to do that. Once we get reopened, we're going to be able to do really beautiful things. And we're going to be starting a PTS military program. We're in a military town and we want to be able to give back to the military. And we really respect the men and women who have fought for our country. We support them 100%. We were just getting ready to start that military program. I had reached out to a few different people in the military to get this rolling. Unfortunately, it all came to a halt in February of 2022. Our goal right now is we just want to be as transparent with the community as we possibly can. I'm having to go kind of back through and remend bridges and stuff that the previous president burned here and there. 
and I'm having to go through and kind of make up for sins that are not my own. And I think my biggest thing for people to know, especially if you watch us, like we go live every single day on Facebook and TikTok. We did a seven hour live the other day for an art thing that we were doing. And one of my board members came out, she's a phenomenal artist and she sketched right in front of everybody. And then we auctioned off the artwork for, for the organization. She donated her time and her beautiful sketches. So if you watch us, you'll see that our main goal is to walk you through our facility on a daily basis and show you the ins and outs of the organization to show you the good with the bad. We literally just went live right now and we're talking about some of the really hard times that we've had with losing animals and that it's real. And we want to be transparent. We want the community to feel safe. We want the community to know that we are a very special thing to have and that we will do everything we can to not only keep our community safe, but to keep the animals safe and to provide them with a safe place to reside the rest of their life. And it's really amazing to me because they say that if you <laughs> if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life kind of thing. And so I'm always dumbfounded by the support and the love of the community to allow me to do what I truly love to do and what I feel like I was made to do. And that is educate kids and rescue animals. That is what I love. It's one thing to educate adults. The kids are just so much cooler than adults. They're so much more honest and they ask way better questions than all of the adults can. And they actually make it to where I have to go back and research and be better at what I do. And that's why I love kids. So I hope that the community can see our hearts and see our joy and, and our passion and our love for what we do and these animals that we have out here. And they can find it in their hearts to help us through this, this hard time and just watch it bloom and watch it blossom and just see the amazing things that our organization can do for the community. You so. talk about community and I know that community is on very many levels. So one community where you live. So where are you located? So we're located up in Anacortes, Washington. We're about an hour and a half North of Seattle. And it's a, a beautiful little town up here, very small, but very touristy. So like very, antique stores and really great mom and pa restaurants downtown. For me, what I'm learning is that it just, it goes so far beyond that, which is so been so cool because I've had people that I've met from Australia that have come in just for our experience and created relationships with them now too. So, so Anacortes, Washington, if the lawsuits and stuff continue to go on, we will be moving to Island County. That's our ultimate goal to actually get a bigger piece of property so we can provide better but right now we just need to kind of stay where we're at. And unless we can raise $2 million, then I can move tomorrow. <laughs> but that's a much bigger goal. Say more about the bigger community, because what I hear is you are doing online education in other states. Really, your bigger community is those people that have the love for right. the animals. What I'm learning, this has kind of been a very humbling experience this last 17 months. Believe it or not, I got an email from a lady who actually did one of our wolf encounters like four years ago. And she says, I'm a teacher in Iowa, just fell in love with your organization. And my kids have all these questions about wolf genetics. Can you answer all these questions? And I said, can I come to your school? Can I virtually come to your school and educate your kids and answer their questions? We did. And it's like the coolest thing ever to go on there because you have like 50 little faces all on the screen <laughs> and they are all so excited. And all you see is eyeballs because they're as close to their screen as they possibly can get. And they're like, can I see the wolf's teeth? And you can actually like go to the wolf's teeth and say, this is how 
this happens and this is how this works. And here's the genetics about their eyes. They don't carry the genes to have blue, green, brown eyes. And like, you're able to just really connect and have fun with them in a whole different way that I never even knew possible because back in the day when uh, Prayers of the Heart started, we did actually travel and take animals to schools. And that's not my thing. I don't like doing that. I don't like putting animals in trucks and taking them school to school. I actually think it's kind of mean. I want them to stay home. So to be able to do that and grow the community virtually has been so cool. I got asked to do a school over in Ireland, which is like, I'm so excited to do that next year. You know, maybe one day even go to Australia because we have a lot of animals that Australia doesn't have. When we have people who visit us from Australia, they're like, why did you have an emu? Like they don't, they don't understand. <laughs> it's like, well, he needed a home. They come here to see the animals that we have because they truly are magical. But I think the biggest thing is people who have been following us and they're on with us every day, being a part of our community and growing our community. And even just being able to be asked to come on a radio station is just like shows that our community is growing. It's building relations. And that's really important to me is to build those relations and and value those relations. It's been a very humbling experience to really see it all come together. I feel like it was lost for a while on our side. It's been a beautiful transition to watch. So what is a mod? So a mod is somebody who sometimes when you're on social media, you'll have people who come in and just do really inappropriate comments, completely off subject, very inappropriate. And they will go in there and they literally just block them. We're here for education. Like a moderator. Yep. Uh huh. They just take care of it for us. If there's a question that we can't answer because we're in the middle of discussing something, they'll answer it for us because they've been watching us for almost two years. It's been really, really cool. And I think the best messages I get though, is I actually got something very special sent in to me. We went live for our first six months and I got an email from a lady and she said, Hey, my son is autistic and he, he loves you. He comes home, he drops his bag. He comes in and rewatches your lives every day. And he may do this. He made me a tie-dye shirt with a wolf on it that said, because every animal matters on the sleeve. And he said, everyone just needs a little bit of tie-dye in their life. (laughs) And it was just like, that's so sweet that I'm able to reach kids through Facebook and have parents okay with them watching me on Facebook and know that we're a safe place for their kids to be. That's really, really cool. We really try to keep everything very PG and about the animals. And, you know, sometimes we'll go off on some weird things here and there just because they become family, right? And they ask us how it's going. It's been a remarkable experience and we hope to grow it to just so much more. So you have this big goal. First of all, what the biggest part of your goal, tell me how much you would just love to make and then tell me how people can donate, what they can do and how they can support you. So our ultimate goal to honestly would be to raise $2 million. That would actually allow us to pick up move out of this county into a different county where we're a lot more protected. And it would allow us to kind of just start really, really fresh new enclosures, do kind of things the way that we want to do them. It would allow us to hire some more people. So ultimately $2 million would allow us to move, but then we would also be able to keep the property that we're currently on because the only issues that we're having right here is permitting to allow people onto our property. It has nothing to do with owning the animals or any of that stuff. It's literally to let 10 people twice a day come onto our property is what we're trying to get. So if we don't have that and we pull those permits because we just have the animals, we could actually keep this as a secondary location and we'd be able to expand our operations. So if I need an animal that needs to be in quarantine for a while, we have everything set up here to be able to do that. If we have an animal that um, 
we just did a bird rescue of over 30 birds. We can bring them here. We can quarantine them correctly. And we can really have that space to provide for them, which would be really cool. So that would be like the ultimate, most beautiful goal. And really, it's not too far out of grass. It's 100,000 people donating $20, right? Like that's not a lot in the big scheme of things. That is where I'd love to go. I would love to go and move build a beautiful rec center is what we would call it, the Rescue Education Conservation Center, which would allow me to have boy and girl clubs come out there. It'll allow me to have them set up tents and things and camp and educate them and then allow them to volunteer safely out at our facility for the next day and really contribute to those kind of programs in a very safe way that's not stressful to the animals. That would be a dream come true to be able to do that. And it would allow me to actually, where we have 100 animals here, it would allow me to rescue up to 250 to 300 animals and have the staff to properly take care of them. That's the ultimate goal and dream of raising the money. But what we need right now in this moment is at least $100,000 so that we can stay afloat and keep the fight. Because once I get reopened, then the finances will be coming in and we'll be able to continue to fight it mostly on our own. We'll still need a little bit of help, but not like we need right now. That's... 10,000 people donating $10 and then we can get through this hard time and we'll keep fighting and we'll keep moving on. But ultimately, I'd like to get the animals away from the harassment because it's been told to us that the lawsuits aren't going to stop coming. But if I'm open, I can afford to fight them. So fine, go ahead and do that. But we just want the animals to be safe. And we'd rather that money go into new enclosures and new enrichment and new fun things to do. That'd be the goal is just to pick up and move. But we know $2 million is a lot of money. The one way people can help us is if you go to our website, which is becausewematter.org, you can see all the different ways that you can help us. It has my business card on there. It has a current campaign that we have going so people can see where we're at in making it happen. People following us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, threads, whatever. We're on as many platforms as we can be. So we can kind of provide to everybody. Another way people can help us is by joining our Patreon. We have a Patreon that we do exclusive content to. So we do real behind the scenes stuff. If we go to an animal rescue, it's on Patreon. If we go do all that, they see everything first. So that's an, a new thing that we just started. And if we were to be able to get 2,500 to you know 5,000 subscribers on there, we would be okay. That would be really, really cool. And our, our tiers range from $5 all the way up to $250. It's whatever fits people's budget. And it's monthly. So it really helps out the animals. We're also starting up symbolic adoptions that are going to be available soon or people get a certificate that they adopted an animal. And I'm trying really hard. We actually just talked about it today. We don't feel that animals should be valued. Like there's people who maybe don't have a lot of money to give. They can only donate a dollar, $2 a month, which is it all adds up. It all helps. So what we're, how we're setting it up is to where if you want to adopt nitro with one of our wolves, you don't have to pay $50 a month. You donate whatever you can a month. And we're going to send you a picture of nitro. We're going to send you a thank you card. We're going to send you everything because we don't want to put like a, a just a value on them. Every little bit helps whatever animal you choose to adopt and help. So we're getting all that set up right now, but those are the best ways to help. We have a PayPal campaign going. We have a GoFundMe uh, campaign. We prefer PayPal just because the funds are instant where GoFundMe is not, but on all of our stuff, everyone can see we're a verified charity. We're a 501c3. Everything anyone donates is a tax write-off for the end of the year. Hopefully, you'll find it in your heart to be able to go research us. We want you to research us. We want you to look into it. And if you have any questions, I am here. I am transparent. You can call me. You can email me. I just want you to feel comfortable and good about what you're donating towards. So I will do everything in my power to make you feel comfort in the cause in which we are fighting for. 
spreading the word is the best thing people can do besides donating money. And that's how I found you. A friend of mine tagged me and said, hey, can you reach out? If you maybe are somebody that you don't have money, but you have the heart, reach out to all your friends, take some of their reels, some of their lives and share it with your friends, share your passion. And you can be the fundraiser that directs people to them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And when people do watch our videos and stuff, we do get a small monetary kickback from that also. So just watching our videos, clicking on a few ads, we have eight hours of wolf howling on YouTube. That's our wolves. All that little stuff does help our organization for sure. We also, on all of our stuff, do have shareable links that people can share to everybody peer-to-peer the campaign. And we've been so honored. People have been running birthday fundraisers for us on Facebook. That's also been so huge. And we're very grateful for all of it. But yeah, just spreading the word and bringing awareness. You never know who you may, whose heart you may touch. You may be a reason why someone just says, oh, well, here's a hundred thousand. It really is important to be a voice. And look into the company that you work for, because often if you make a donation, they'll match it. Right. And we have no problem filling out the paperwork. So like we're already set up with Boeing and Microsoft and Cigna, and we do have companies that will mail us the paperwork. We have no problem filling that out. Even if it's only for $5, it doesn't matter. It's everything matters and counts toward the organization. So we will we will do whatever we can for that. Ashley, thank you so much. Tell us again where we can find you. So if you, you can visit us pretty much on any platform, but if you go to our website, which is just becausewematter.org, it will take you to all of the links in which you can help us. Just click on the contact information and all of our stuff is in there. I'm available to anyone who has questions or ideas or fundraiser ideas. I will do whatever I can and utilize any resource that I can to keep these animals safe. So I really appreciate everybody looking into it and checking us out. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I hope you make your two million. (laughs) I do too. So do the animals. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, they want bigger enclosures. So yeah. Awesome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference. 